0: I am Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church, and it is my privilege to be here with you sharing this message. Why did Abraham try to kill Isaac, his son? We will talk about it, but before we do it, I would like to invite you to go to the website vchurch.us forward slash bulletins, and you can download the bulletin of today. The other way to do it, if you're watching through a big TV on your home, simply grab your phone, Open the camera, and using the QR code, download the bulletin of this morning's message. Thank you so much to our dear friends that are always supporting the church, especially our beautiful church members. Friends, brothers, sisters, thank you so much. For those who are calling me from the north part of the country and telling me from Pennsylvania, we want to make a contribution to the church, Gian, and I said, thank you so much. We give them the link, but there is a phone number, many ways to connect. Thank you so much, friends. Thank you, Tracy, for the songs. And of course, thank you, Sebastian, for the, for the work you are doing in order to have this broadcast delivered to everybody. In the name of Jesus, we will start this uh, reflection of today. This is a beautiful Sunday morning, July 18th. 2021 from Odessa, Texas. Why did Abraham try to kill Isaac? Is that a question? But before I get there, I will show you this interesting video. This is one of the most weirdest things that I have ever seen in my life. A goat that was caught in a power line. Can you believe that? This video comes from comes from a Man produced goat on a power line <coughs> that was posted on youtube in november 2017 and look <laughs> the ram is hanging from the power line the guys are figuring out how to help the goat there is a guy there with uh, the the line uh, on the other end of the ladder <laughs> they're trying to help the poor ram. They are pushing the ram. How that can happen? Everyone is wondering. But boom, it didn't work. So now, next attempt. They tied up one of the legs of the ram. <laughs> the ram is not happy about that. And now they are going to pull it. Okay. So teamwork, teamwork. So here we go. Now the process begins. Boom, boom, boom. They are pulling the ram. And the poor ram is just breaking out. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. And there's the guy pulling, 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 pulling. And then he says, hey, I need help. I need help. I'm coming. I'm coming. And then between the two of them, they finally got the ram. And uh, so now they have to tie the ram. They release her from the power line and goodbye. And goodbye. (laughs) I can't believe still what I am watching here. But you know what? It's it's understandable with those horns. Who knows what happened? She was uh, jumping or he was jumping. I don't know. The thing is, got caught. You know, and I decided to include this illustration here because something like that happened to Abraham. Of course, there were no power lines, but certainly there was a ram. That came in the perfect time so we go back to the question the original question why did Abraham try to kill Isaac well the answer is very simple because the Lord told him to do it and you are thinking what the good Lord told him to call his son that's insane that's insane well it's what the scripture declares and we are going to read it now In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Genesis 22, 2. The Lord said, Take your son to the land of Moriah and kill your son there as a sacrifice for me. This must be Isaac, your only son, the one you love. Use him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains there. One of the mountains there, he said. I will tell you, which mountain now in this part of abraham's story you you have to understand what's going on abraham received a promise earlier we are reading here in chapter 22 correct of genesis well his story begin uh, the description of his story begins in chapter 11 actually and uh, from there you start to hear and read actually the promises the good Lord is giving to Abraham about descendants, many, many descendants. But he was old. His wife also was old. They couldn't have kids. And then he messed up and got involved with somebody else, not his wife, because his wife told him. And then, boom, Ishmael. Abraham is like, and you know what? Well, eventually, the good Lord said to him, go ahead. And he insisted, persisted, like a champion at his age, 100 years old. And uh, voila, Isaac, Isaac came. It was a miracle being old. But this is the first thing I want you to know. If the good Lord promises you something, he will do it, my friend. Do not give up on your dreams for those promises the good Lord has given you, okay? So Abraham did his part, trusted in the Lord, had his son, he is happy. Apparently everything is going so well. And now here in chapter 22, the Lord said, I want you to sacrifice your son for me. That doesn't make any sense. But the, the thing is, not necessarily happened what people will think Why is that? Because it was not needed. And why? Why wasn't needed? Because according to Genesis 22 one, the good Lord was simply testing Abraham's faith. How about that? What a test you say, right? Well, let me tell you, we all go through different tests in life. Sometimes we don't like it. So for instance, what kind of uh, situations you live this week? And you know they were just a test of your faith. I know I have, and honestly, I don't think that there is one week that I don't go through certain kind of test. People that work with me in my team, <laughs> we laugh constantly talking about the, the situations that we went, that we go through, you know, Sometimes those uh, situations, those tests have to do with uh, material stuff around us, equipment, technology, go figure. And also our health, finances, climate problems, etc. I know you have gone through a different kind of uh, tests as well. But you know what? With the good Lord, we always can feel at ease. Trusting in him because he always has a plan. Let me show you this passage of in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9. The Lord says, my plans are not like yours. Your ways are not like mine. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Who will tell Abraham everything that he will go through when he was an Ur 25 years ago or maybe 30 something? I don't know exactly, but like in your case, who will tell you 10, 15, 20 years ago that you would live the experiences that you have lived? And that's the beauty of life. There are sad moments, I know. There is frustration, pain. We all go through that. But also, there are great experiences, right? There is success also. There are great moments. There are victories. Through all that, for us believers, it's so comforting to hear this promise from the Lord. He says, my plans are not like yours. Your ways, are not like mine because the Lord always has a plan he always has a plan and his plan is for good for good things for you maybe you don't see it like Abraham was tested maybe you are right now going through a big test I have friends that are going through big trials right now dear very, very loved friends of mine that are strolling with oh, shocking news about different situations. I feel their hearts. Sometimes I, I cry with you. You know that. Sometimes we pray together in person over the phone, <laughs> video chat, audio text. So many ways, right, that we connect in these days. Sometimes we just say, this is happening. And the, the friend on the other side sometimes even doesn't have the right words to say. Sometimes you feel like you don't, you don't know what to, what to say or what to do. But your love for this person makes you pray. I know you do, and I do. I pray. For everybody trusting in the good lord because he always has a plan but somebody asked me why did people kill animals in the old testament to begin with what happened with isaac they were ki- they were ki- killing animals or something like that <laughs> somebody says oh moses was uh, there is a the responsible one for all these things because i have read that in several books in the Old Testament about something uh, done in a place called the, the the bronze altar. They say, it's all Moses' fault. <laughs> no, my friend, there is no need to point out if Moses is responsible for, for those sacrifices because it's all part of the plan of the Lord. We will talk In details about these things, but let me show you some illustrations here of what we call the tabernacle, which is precisely what the Lord revealed to Moses. The Lord revealed to Moses to construct this particular place, which was precisely after the Israelites, Israelites were set free from Egypt. The 12 tribes of Israel, led by Moses, are going through a long journey that lasted four years. And during that time, here is Moses receiving the law. And in specific instructions about the construction of this particular place, which will be situated exactly in the middle, in the center of all the tribes. You know, they were 12 tribes and this was a rectangle area and they put in each one of the sides three thrives to complete the 12. But what was in that? Well, as you can see in the image, on the right side corner there is a little orange thing. Well, that thing is the bronze altar. And then across you see a big kind of a building. Well, that is the holy place and the holy of holies with different artifacts and different things. Today, the purpose of this message is not to talk about it, but quickly we can take a look of this uh, wonderful illustration courtesy of the Holy Land Site Channel, which uh, it was built proportional. It is a pretty good uh, illustration. So you can see here in the bronze altar how there was a little ramp so people can go and present the animals to sacrifice for the lord because that was told to moses by the lord in order to have the people being forgiven the blood of animals was needed and of course once they killed the animal they presented the sacrifices they they were able to eat the meal that the the meat and that was part of uh, the sustain of the priests and all the workers in this area inside of the holy of holies you see this ark the ark of the covenant and there is another illustration here where you can see a, an HR part of the manna that they were receiving during the time where they were in Israel. You see there this rod from Aaron, which although it was dead, still had life in it. It's an interesting thing. And of course, the, the stones where the 10 commandments were given by the good Lord. All that was part of this particular structure a concept, the tabernacle of God. But the purpose was to prepare us for something else, and that is what we will continue talking about. Now, if you allow me to go back to the story and just read it, it's pretty cool to understand what happened to Abraham. Of course, Isaac was not happy with the idea, and later the mother was not happy either. But let's read it all together, okay? Genesis 22, 3 to 5. In the morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took Isaac and two servants with him. He cut the wood for the sacrifice. Then they went to the place where God told them to go. After they traveled three days, Abraham looked up, and in the distance he saw the place where they were going. Then he said to his servants, stay here with the donkey the boy and i will go to that place and and worship then we will come back to you later so here my friend here is where this amazing story brings so many richness to our understanding and of course to our relationship with the good lord three days do you remember how many days was Jonah and the, and the big fish? Do you remember how many days after his death, the Lord Jesus came back to life? Three days. Three days is, is an interesting period of time. But in those three days, I can guarantee you that Abraham couldn't sleep well. He was just debating, <laughs> my goodness, am I going to kill this boy? Many thoughts go through your mind when you are in the midst of a trial. Am I right? When you are going through a trial, through a test of your faith, you have all kind of thoughts. Don't tell me you don't because I know you do. For a moment, you feel abandoned by God. For a moment, you think nobody cares. For a moment, you think I'm going to die. There is no way to get out of the situation. You have all kind of bad thoughts. But then also you have the good thinking. You start to think, but you know what? God is with me. I'm not alone. He's going to help me. All those kind of thoughts, the good ones and the bad ones and all those thoughts, with the words coming out of your mouth sometimes, complaining and saying things that you regret later, right? (laughs) But also you praise God in the midst of those moments. And there are songs that we write and we sing sometimes because they are such a powerful inspiration for those particular moments of tests of our faith. So three days, but after that, When he saw the right place, he told the servants, you wait here, guys. The boy and I will go, but then we will come back. Notice that he said we, meaning what? The boy and I. Somehow, the Lord revealed to Abraham that he will come back with Isaac alive. Sometimes in your trials, you think, it's over there is no way that I can get out of this situation I lost my job I lost my family I lost my health I lost this I lost that and you think there is no way that I can get it back there is nothing impossible for the Lord my friend it doesn't matter what kind of test, what kind of tribulations you are going through remember the good Lord has a plan in Abraham said that which is very important you know how important it is for you that when you are going through difficulties in life you are able to proclaim declare I'm gonna make it if you like they are just positive statements but we know exactly what we are saying it's not just a positive statement it's a declaration of faith it's a statement of faith And you say, I believe the Lord is going to help me, no matter what. Even if I lose everything, the Lord is going to give it to me again. And that was the idea Abraham had. We will come back. Let's continue reading. Verses 6 through 7. Abraham took the wood for the sacrifice and put it on his son's shoulders. (laughs) That's kind of cruel, right? Imagine. Come on, Isaac, get the wood for your own sacrifice. (laughs) Abraham took the special knife and fire. Imagine that. Then both he and his son went together to the place for worship. Very important. Isaac said to his father, Abraham, father? Abraham answered, yes, son. Isaac said, I see the wood and the fire, but where's the lamb? We will burn as a sacrifice. Important thing that it doesn't matter where you are going, how difficult is your situation while you are going through. It doesn't matter. You must continue worshiping the Lord. You see that? They will go to worship the Lord. Do you worship the Lord, my friend? What do you mean by that? Yeah. In your heart, you give things to him for life every day. Do you praise him because you have food? Do you praise him because many things he provides for you and and you are being taken care of by him? And even better, when you are going through the trial, do you stop praising the Lord, worshiping the Lord because there is a trial? Or you will say, I'm going to worship the Lord no matter what. And why is that? Because you see that there is eternity anyways. Anyways, there is eternity. Whether it's immediately or later in life, we all are going to cross that wall. We all are going to do it. Remember your great grandparents, your great parents, for some of us, our parents? Eventually, it's going to happen to us. And it's not the end of the world and it's not the end of the universe. And it's not that you will come back in the shape of a frog or a donkey. The scripture declares that for those who believe. In the name of Jesus. We will come back to life. We will go to heaven. So therefore. Regardless what's going on in your life. You must continue worshiping the name of the Lord. Worship. Now, Isaac was familiar with the the act of worship by sacrificing the animals. Remember that Abraham came way much earlier than Moses. Moses is a descendant many, many generations later. So here there was no tabernacle, there was no procedure, there was no priest, bronze altar, nothing. It was just the the instinct that somehow people have to present offerings to God to give him thanks or perhaps to pray for forgiveness. Interesting, huh? The point is Abraham, did that many times and Isaac was familiar with which you know what it is beautiful when you think about this because for instance in my case I am the result of people who taught me to believe in God who taught me how to pray I remember being at the at the dinner table with my parents and suddenly my dad says Uh, son it's your time to to pray and i just i remembered my first time he said that to me i was probably like 12 years old and i and i was going to church and to to sunday school already because my my father sent me he didn't go (laughs) but he sent me and i remember being there at the table and he said come on say the prayer And I I just thought, well, I'm going to do whatever I have seen others. I put my hands together, I close my eyes, and I go and I said, Lord, God, thank you for the smell of this food, and I hope it's going to taste good. And when I said those words, everybody at the table started laughing. And, and my father even was laughing. My mother, though, my mother, however, she so just gave me that look, you know, mom's look, like, "Come on, be serious for once." <laughs> but what I was doing was just duplicating what I saw. Are you influencing your next generations, my friend, or are you afraid? that they will just mock you ignore you some people say i wish that i would do that when they were little now it's too late it's never too late It's never too late never is too late my friend you can start worshiping the lord in the presence of people there is an influence and that is what isaac got the influence from his father verses 8 through 10 abraham answered listen to this my friends god himself is providing you see continue present is providing the lamb for the sacrifice my son so both abraham and his son went together to that place when they came to the place where god told told them to go abraham built an altar he carefully laid the wood on the altar and then is the most crucial moment in the life of both of those. Abraham tied up his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And then Abraham reached for his knife to kill his son. Imagine such a test. Uh, today, imagine they call CPS, right? I want you to know the Lord Does I need you to kill anybody to prove your obedience or your faith? That was a particular test with a particular purpose. And I will explain to you that. Okay? Relax. But my point to you is this. Sometimes the tests that we are going through puts us in places and situations where we really doubt. Is this what I have to do? Some people go through this kind of uh, tests and trials. And sometimes the good Lord is saying, I want you to give me this. And I want you to do this. And I want you to stop doing this. The Lord clearly says to people, "And how do I know that? Well, because I have lived my own tests, my friend. After 30-something years being a Christian. I'm 57. I became a believer at 23. Imagine that. All those years, I have gone through so many tests and trials. And I can tell you that many of those problems that I lived were my own foolishness. Okay. Like everybody else. Nobody is perfect. But sometimes... I just lived experiences based on my tests of faith the good Lord put me through. And I needed to make a decision. Do I believe that he will do his part or not? So I ask you today. If the Lord is taking you through a process of a trial. And you know in your heart what is exactly what the Lord is asking you to do. To give or not continue doing he's asking you something would you do it well Abraham knew what is what he needed to do and it was very difficult so we don't know exactly if Abraham said anything to the kid we don't know if the kid simply agreed on the idea to lay there we don't know if the kid was asleep maybe simply something supernatural happened that the kid was not aware of what was happening the point is abraham took the kid and put him there on the wood and then abraham reached for his knife to kill his son out of all out of all the experiences abraham lived i don't think that there was any other As emotional. Like this. Imagine that. And the same thing happens to believers. Same things can happen to you, my friend. Remember this. Abraham didn't go from this test. To another test. To another test. To another test. I mean, you know, this is not college. (laughs) You understand? Abraham had problems, difficulties, but also great victories. He went through tests sometimes, but his life was not about test after test after test after test. People say that I'm being tested. I'm being tested. Well, you need to think about this. Is it a real test of your faith? Or like maybe it's happening like it happened to me. What is that? That my foolishness was taking me in the wrong path. That... I just face the consequences of my wrong decisions, but tests, yes, you go through tests and eventually you overcome the tests by trusting in the Lord. You just need to think about what is exactly what is going on in your own life. But this emotional moment, unforgettable. Let's continue reading 11 to 12. But the angel of the Lord stopped him. The angel called from heaven. Listen to this. From heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. Abraham answered, yes. (laughs) The angel said, don't kill your son or hurt him in any way. Now I can see that you do respect and obey God. I see that you are ready to kill your son, your only son for me. So who is this angel? Because he says, for me, is the good Lord talking to Abraham. Do you know that the good Lord can talk to you? And you know it. You are in your bedroom. You are in the bathroom. You are driving. You are eating. You are grocery shopping. You are working. You're watching TV, listening to music. You are doing whatever. And the Lord will talk to you. The good Lord God wants to talk to you and he will never give up trying to talk to you. I want you to know that. He will never give up on that. He will persist because he loves you. The Lord loves you. Even in those moments when you think, this is the end of it. I have the knife. I'm going to kill the kid. Abraham, Abraham. Dear God. <sighs> I see that you are ready to kill your son. Your only son for me. And you know what? This was needed because it has a significance. There is a representation of what later will happen. And live the Lord Jesus, the Son of God. And that time, he didn't stop it. He died. He died. But let's continue. Verses 13 and 14. Then Abraham noticed a ram whose horns were caught in a bush. So Abraham went and took the ram. He offered it instead of his son as a sacrifice to God so abraham gave that place a name the lord provides even today people say on the mountain of the lord he will give us what we need the lord provides some people are struggling greatly today with lacking many things health money love affection work fellowship Friends, many things. The Lord provides, my friend. The Lord provides. He will provide, you know when? When you do your part, when you are being tested. Interesting, huh? Listen carefully. The Lord will provide when you are approved through the test you are going through. When you do your part you do it right you believe in him that he is able to fulfill his promises you do your part but when you hold whatever is what the lord is asking you to do to give whatever when you hold on it and you don't let go how can you experience the provision of god Verses 15 through 18. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time. The angel said, you were ready to kill your son for me. Since you you did this for me, I make you this promise. I, listen to this. I, the Lord, promise that I will surely bless you and give you as many descendants as the stars in the sky. There will be as many people as sand on the shore and your people will live in cities that they will take from their enemies. Every nation on the earth will be blessed through your descendants. I will do this because you obeyed me. Because you obeyed me. The covenant between the Lord and Abraham. This particular promise of descendants that are countless has been fulfilled by the good lord because whatever the lord promises us in his word and whatever the lord promised you directly into your heart he will do it my friend he will do it beautiful but uh what has happened throughout centuries throughout the world ever since. Well, many things happened between Abraham and the Lord, Abraham and Sarah, Abraham and Isaac, Abraham and Hagar, Abraham and Ishmael, and the rest of the children. Many things have happened. And throughout generations after generations after generations, for thousands and thousands of years till today, from that place in the Middle East, expanding through Africa, Asia, Europe, also Australia, the Antarctic area and America as a continent. Many things have happened. The multiplication of people as the Lord promised. But with death, what else? Well, you know it very well. Injustice and sufferings. If you take a look for a moment of this image on the screen, there are many faces there. I don't know how many people are in this picture. Just a quick guess, let's say 70 people sitting there, standing there, whatever. Do you realize that each one of those individuals has his own story? If we could go and ask to each one of them, tell me your story. You know what is what we will find out? Injustice. Sufferings. Because it's what we humans do. And you know what? It has nothing to do with religion, nationality, age, men or women, rich, poor, with or without education. (laughs) We are cruel as humans and greedy and feisty and selfish. And when we want something, we go after that and we don't care if other people suffers. And as a result of that, there is so many injustices. And they have also throughout history and throughout the whole world. Injustice and sufferings coming from all places. Fights between the sons of Abraham, Isaac and Ishmael and their descendants. Fights between the sons of Isaac's son. You know, Esai and Jacob fights. Jacob and his sons fights. But in each one of those instances, what is what has triumphed? Love the love of the good lord in their hearts so what is what is triumph it has triumphed in your life and right now is victorious inside of you is it love or is it hate is it forgiveness or is it bitterness is it grace or resentment There is no difference between your feelings and the feelings of Isaac and Ishmael, Isa and Jacob, Joseph and the other brothers, and on and on and on. Here in America, the North and the South, Native Americans and Europeans. There is no difference between one Particular race and the other Asia against the West and East and South. <laughs> it's exactly what we all go through. Emotions and feelings that sometimes lead us to do what is wrong. But all the people that truly have triumphed in life throughout history and throughout the whole world are those who learn to let it go, forgive. They refuse to become bitter and resentful and they give up to any vengeance because they learn to forgive in love and move forward in life. That's the truth. There are many religions in the world as a result of that. And other religions came out as a result of other things. Which is the right path? And we all wonder, right? Who has the truth? (laughs) Sometimes I think of uh, individuals in the world that they don't have any religion per se. They don't have a true spiritual life. But they are curious. And sometimes when I think about them, it makes me sad because I I see that if I was them, I will be really confused, not knowing. To whom could I follow? Because it's a world of religions filled with lies, hate, resentment discrimination, greed, and on and on. So who should I follow, I wonder? Who should you follow? Let me introduce you to the path that will change anyone's life and everyone's life. Because... Being honest, what is the correlation between killing animals in the Old Testament and us now in this era? Do you know what is the correlation? Well, let me tell you. The prophet Isaiah in the chapter 53 explains that. Isaiah, years, years later, after Abraham and Moses and the patriarchs, here's Isaac. I'm sorry, Isaiah, receiving from God. This revelation, chapter 53, verses 4, 5. It was our suffering he took on himself. He bore our pain, but we thought that God was punishing him, that God was beating him for something he did, but he was being punished. He wasn't for what he did. He did it for what he did. He was crushed because of our guilt. He took the punishment with the and this brought us peace. We were healed because of his pain. Do you remember the illustration of the tabernacle and the bronze altar? One more time here on the screen. The law given to Moses specified clearly that there was, it was necessary for a lamb for an animal to die in place of the sinner that there was a need for blood a sacrificial blood to be forgiven and that is what here that is exactly what happens verses seven and eight talking about the lord jesus he was treated badly but he never protested he said nothing like a lamb being led away to be killed He was like a sheep that makes no sound and its wool is being cut off. He never opened his mouth to defend himself. He was taken away by force and judged unfairly. The people of his time did not even notice that he was killed, but he was punished and put to death for the sins of his people. The whole objective of the Lord Jesus Christ dying is to be there instead of you. you. Are you offended? Are you offended because I said that? Because you and I, we have sinned. And there, there was a moment when the Lord said, I'm done with animals' sacrifices. I'm done with that. I need the perfect lamb of God. So the Lord Jesus was on Calvary. Pouring out until the last drop of his blood for you, for your forgiveness. And you have nothing to do other than believing in that to be saved. That's all that is required, my friend. (laughs) This is wonderful when we... Understand that it was it was a prophet, Isaiah talking about this. And precisely for that reason, next Sunday on the Worship Service 248, July 25th, I will talk to you about prophets in today's world. Because some people think, well, that was a great prophet. But what about today? Well, that is the question that you want to hear the answer next Sunday come back here to victory church but pointing out one more time this design of the tabernacle with all these areas the holy place in the holy of holies where the Ark of the Covenant was do you know that when the Lord Jesus died that curtain was ripped from top to bottom in the temple yeah At that point, Israel was already relocated, established, and all this was built formally in a temple. Because the Lord Jesus Christ became the Lamb of God. 53 says that very clearly. He was killed at the very end of the verse, but he was punished and put to death for the sins, sins of his people. He did it for you my friend he did it for you there is another great prophet this time during the era of the lord jesus christ is john the baptist the gospel of john which is a different individual chapter 1 verse 36 states this john the baptist saw jesus walking by and said look the lamb of god the Lamb of God, alive, the Lamb of God, just starting his ministry because he needed to teach us, show us, do miracles, prove that he was the Son of God, and then die. And then he was risen from death. The same author, John, the Apostle, one of the disciples, Inspired by the Holy Spirit, he writes these beautiful words that you have seen in many places with the classic John 3.16 that people all over the world throughout history have memorized. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not be lost, but have eternal life. All that you have to do. To have access to eternal life is to believe. And you do that by opening your heart. You just open your heart. That takes us to a very legitimate question. Well, I understand that and I understand Abraham and all that. But what that has to do with me? Why do I have to go through all these tribulations? Going back to your own life and what you really care for. That's the question in your mind. Why do I have to go through all these tribulations? It's a test of your faith. Just remember the words from the Lord. The same prophet. Isaiah chapter 55, verses eight and nine. The Lord says, my plans are not like yours. Your ways are not like mine. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, So my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts." He has a plan, my friend, for you. You don't see it right now. Maybe you are in the midst of so much injustice, suffering a lot, and you just don't get it. You just think, this is not fair, it's not fair. Put all your trust in the Lord. Let him work in your life. Surrender to him. Open your heart and learn to develop that faith that comes by hearing the word of God. That will change your life, my friend. So I want to ask you a question. Are you ready for a new life? What do you say about that? Would you like to start all over again? I don't care how old are you, you can start all over again and having that love in your heart leading you, the love of God. That's why when you read this passage in Romans 10 verse 9, it says, if you openly say Jesus is my Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be saved. It's the only requirement that I want to invite you today to say a prayer, you see it here on the screen. Say with me, dear God, (laughs) you are testing my faith. I will do my part with all that I can. Thank you, Lord, for giving your son, Jesus, to die for me. Please forgive me. Lord, you are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life in people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. My friend is on the cross, in that beautiful cross, where everything begins for us Christians. What if you say with me, I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile down on you and show you his kindness. May the Lord answer your prayers and give you peace. From Odessa, Texas, my church, Victory Church, my wife, Tracy, my team, all of us say to you, thank you for watching and connecting. Have a beautiful rest of your Sunday. See you next time. You for watching Victory Church. Please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.